0: I'm glad I asked that question before it was official.
1: Oh, it's official now. The recording started. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go.
0: Welcome to Photography Chat hey, Brian. with Merlin. Hey, Brian. Photography Chat
1: with <laughs> brian says i look new job fresh <laughs> it, it is week two uh it was an early week so week two is uh is over today so yeah it's been a bit of a new job it's it's uh kind of a nice change you know it's uh fun stuff how are you doing though daniel
0: I- i'm doing well i'm doing very well it's uh you know, my day job—I teach full time. So uh, today is drop day. So it's a big day for for professors. Um, Sorry, what is get, drop like,
1: day? What does drop day mean? <laughs> drop
0: day is the last day that a student can drop uh, okay. before uh, and still get like a W on their transcript. So, like, I—it's like then you know the students just disappear and you never hear from them again. It's kind of a sad, weird thing. Right. Um, but yeah, it's—it's a—it's uh, it's like a benchmark that we all know which is like now we just have three weeks, and then it's, then it's finals week. And I don't teach Maymester. So uh, for three weeks in May, that's when I first actually usually every year go into the now con planning for, for the big one here in September because I'm off for those three weeks. I'm able to start making phone calls, making sure venues are secure and things like that.
1: That's really exciting.
0: So May – if if, he, if i've have not messaged anyone back for any reason may is a good time to hit me up <laughs> because uh, i am i'm off for three weeks
1: nice well that's kind of exciting um it's nice to have some time off especially with it, like academia it's so stressful right
0: it's really hard to do like you know sick days or take or travel you know that's why like a lot of things are planned around when i'm on on break like spring break and things like that so um, but yeah, I love, I love teaching. I, I, for those who don't know, I should do, I need to do like an introduction.
1: Yeah. Why don't you uh, t- uh, <laughs> take a quick sec? To, I'm, I'm sure most people here uh, are aware of, of who you are, but, um, you know, maybe there's a few people or podcast people that'll be catching this later that, uh, might, uh, might not have any idea.
0: Uh, I teach uh, a bunch of different classes at Dallas college Brookhaven campus. Um, I get to teach uh, in the same darkroom I first took uh, photography one in. Um, It's uh, one of the larger darkrooms left in North Texas. Up until not too long ago was a lady who was driving up from Austin pre-pandemic. She would drive up every other weekend from Austin just to use the darkroom uh, there in Dallas. But uh, I get to teach darkroom photography. So photo one, darkroom based, digital, uh, photojournalism one and two. Uh, So news photo one and two um so basically digital st- studio uh a little bit of like everything um and it's pretty cool because i make them i make the students start off doing like rayograms so they kind of ooh and ah and get to s- make their own rayogram i tell them to bring some like baubles and things like that um and so i i know i get to like be like a cool class and it's a cool thing because i know because i was in their shoes and uh, nothing's cooler than that first magic moment for a bunch of students who've never seen it. Now, you know, now it's either students who are a little older who had used to be in darkness, but haven't been in a long time for them. It's still magic <laughs> or it's like young people who've never seen it or only seen it in movies. So, you know, I make them all crowd around and the Rio Grande comes to life and then I make them do a pinhole camera. Uh, so I teach them about like pinhole camera day and things like that. Hashtags, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I also teach media writing and news reporting classes. Intro to Mass Comm. I advise uh, the student newspaper and the literary magazines there, and uh, I'm proud of my students. They win lots of awards, so it makes me look makes me look good.
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: That's my day job, and that's why. So it's the backstory of like why people say well, oh God, it seems like a lot to do. It seems like kind of hard to organize, and and you know, it seems like a lot of things to pull off. I'm used to having to do student journalism conventions and you know, big talks like all day talks and putting those together. So. For me, Policon was, was something that was like well, this is easy. It's just you just change out the names and plug in people in different places, and uh, it's not that hard to do. Um, but so I don't know. If that was a that was was that enough for the intro?
1: <laughs> that was that's plenty. <laughs> you forgot to say your name though. Mm.
0: It's Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, like row your boat, uh, but Rodriguez is fine. Um, uh, as long as you don't call me Dan. Or Danny, we're okay with (laughs) however you pronounce my last name. Just call me Daniel, and you can't mess it up. That's what I told you.
1: I don't think I've ever made that transgression. I think I've always been good with Daniel, but good to know. Yeah. (laughs) So, how did you get into photography? Um, Well, you know, like a
0: lot of us, I grew up with it around me. My my mom and dad were both photographers. My mom took a lot of photography classes. You know, so there's a lot of black and white photos uh, around the house and things like that. I grew up with Polaroids being in the house, Polaroid cameras. You know, the uh, the clamshell type. You know, the ones you didn't have to shake it already, right? Um, So Polaroid film and was was always around. In fact, there's a photo we have of me and with one of those Kodak uh, color things at like a demo. So I have a, a portrait of me taken by my mom on when I was like a little child on. Uh, that Kodak uh, instant film, and I posted it on Instagram years ago. Um, but then, then I, I, at Brookhaven, I took a uh, photo one uh, in 2001 into 2002 and three. And I basically went down the rabbit hole. I took photo one, which was darkroom based. Then he didn't make us do, no, I, Travis, if you watch this, it was an awesome class. Clearly, it, 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 I got excited about photography, but like, I, I tried to, like, go to, like, University of Texas Arlington, look at some other photo classes and see what they were doing. And I was like, OK, I'm going to do a pinhole. I'm going to do rayograms. If the weather's right, cyanotypes, you know. Um, so so basically 2001, I fell down the rabbit hole, started doing photography. And then I was also writing and writing for the student newspaper. Um, I, I didn't say a minute ago. Since two thousand and eight I've uh, written everything from like blog posts about art, food, hard city news, uh cover stories, uh for the alt weekly in Dallas, Dallas Observer. So it's like some of y'all who have like the Village Voice or SF Weekly or a Stranger and things like that. Um it it's an alt weekly. So I early on as a student journalist, which is uh I, I kind of didn't like a lot of times photographers will not talk to the writers. So the photos won't match the story. Mm. Like it, it, I'm sure every reader has <laughs> come across this where you're looking through a news story or a magazine and it's like, Oh, they talked to these two or three people, but they didn't talk to uh, this one person. And it would have been cool to see the photo of them. So, so early on as a student writer, I started pitching and doing photojournalism, and I was actually upset because then I got an award for, for a, a photo of a zombie Before I got a writing award, and I was a little bitter because I I considered myself then more like a writer and a photographer was like a hobby. And and I was just getting into it because I I was okay at it. I was was pretty good at it. Um, But then I I stuck with photography uh, and, you know, uh, kind of always... I guess I, someone asked me the other day, when did I start shooting Polaroid? And I, I was like, I never stopped shooting Polaroid until it got real expensive or hard to find, right? So like many of us, it was just always a part of my life. And then the heartbreaking few years there were, you know, the, the late 2000s where it seemed like the end of the world. Um, so so that's kind of how I got really into photography. My, my mom really especially in encouraging it and then taking those early photography classes with Travis Uyoka – who inspired a lot of photographers, um, and then now again I, it's weird because I get to teach the, the same class and, and inspire new photographers. Um, it, so what? What else? What's another question about the early days? We keep going. <laughs> I, we want to keep going back in time, or we want to flash forward in time. No, I, wanna... I think
1: I think you covered it there. It's like you know how you got started, and um, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are like as OG Polaroid as that. Where, you know, it's they've been doing it since childhood kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild to think that. Because, like, you know, Polaroids were around when I was a kid. But, like, you know, we were too broke to afford a Polaroid. So that, that's quite a luxury.
0: And I'm not going to make it like my parents had it all the time. But definitely, like, special occasions. You know, Christmas. Like, we have Polaroids of holidays um, and you know, big moments, you know, and it, you know, mom would write on the front Easter, 1978. You know? <laughs> so like uh, those of you who know me or are friends, you can creep around on one of my albums and there's some early dapper Easter Polaroids of me in like a pretty cool suit. There's another one of me sitting and reading a newspaper with nice backlighting. That's awesome. Anyway, so, so yeah, I grew up around, you know, hobbyist, you know, photographers who had taken college classes and liked it, you know. Um, and then I took the photography classes and never looked back. Uh, I, like I said, I've been shooting for the observer. My, the first time I had Polaroids in publication, like on, in a publication, all weekly was 2008. So since 2008, I've been, uh, publishing or had my Polaroids published in a bunch of different papers. Of course, the Dallas observer, the Houston, uh, Houston press, uh, or Houston Chronicle, Houston Chronicle, um, and a couple of others. But, um, And then another thing I do on the side is (laughs) I don't advertise it. People come to me, but uh, I do like Polaroid or Game Boy photo booths. I have a collection of neon laser backdrops, which many of you who've come to Policon here know that that's a big thing that's different about Policon Bay Area and Policon in Denton uh, is I have a collection of backdrops. Um, So I bring a bunch of backdrops. So on the patio, covered patio where we're at, there's always like, Usually at least three or four different neon laser backdrops, and then a couple other <laughs> silly, weird backdrops. And as we all know, Polaroids look pretty good if you use a backdrop. The closer you get, uh, those colors pop. Well,
1: and everyone loves getting like '90s style school school photos uh, mm-hmm. as well. Like those backdrops are pretty bitching.
0: Yeah, I, I, so I have four of the neon laser, the, the kind that we. you're Most of y'all are picturing the the purplish blue with the baby blue or sky blue and pink airbrushed uh, lasers. I have two that are the cliche ones, slightly different tones. And then one I have is a gray and white, which is is most any studio photographers know, the gray and white. You can kind of make it any color you want. And that one has clouds at the bottom. So it's like clouds with like neon lasers at the top. And then the other one is just multicolored, like every hot pink, all the hot, uh, you know, like, what do you call them? like highlighter kind of colors Uh, and they're all airbrushed in hard diagonals. So they make for great Polaroids.
1: That's awesome. Um, Awful repute had a question here. Um, How different was it to have Polaroids featured in weeklies when it seems out of the norm?
0: I mean, I, so I think that, so anybody who knows the history of Polaroid knows that Polaroids have been used in print for a long time. Uh, in newsrooms, a lot of times you didn't have time. I mean, even newsrooms back in the day, of course, had dark rooms down in the basement, right? There was a dark room on site because they had to develop and then print and run it upstairs, right? But but even in, in like student news, Brookhaven, the other day I came across some old Polaroids and they were headshots for a story. They didn't have time to shoot the photos and take it to the drugstore and wait a day. They needed that photo that day. So somebody marched over with – and there's still – I have some. I have a couple different Dallas College branded, Brookhaven branded Polaroid cameras. One's an SX70, and the others are, are clamshell one steps. Um, but you know, you'd walk over with a one step, do the close up, take a, a a photo of somebody, and then they would come back, cut it out, and cut and paste it on the page. So so Polaroids have been used in print publications for a long time. Anybody in the studio photography knows, you know, they're used as test prints, and sometimes those test photos end up cooler and better. So they end up running those. You know, scan you know, scan it, take a photo of it. Before we scanned it, right now mm-hmm. we use flatbed scanners. Of course, now everybody's familiar with you know using uh, cameras to do flat-work copy, which is something I I teach um, at Brookhaven. It's weird because for a while there it wasn't needed to know, and now everybody's back getting you know ca- copy stands and you know using tripods to do what we used to call flat-work copy. Anyway, that was a I feel like a rabbit trail. You'll have to keep me on track.
1: <laughs> no, it. That's the whole point of this thing is to like, you know, go down rabbit holes and, uh, you know, explore nuggets of things that, um, um, you know, you may not talk about in, in regular conversation. Um, Dave says that uh, he misses PAC film for that reason. It's so much easier to prove shots.
0: Yeah, I mean, pack film. that was, honestly, that was why we started as a film study. Justin Good and I, if we want to go back to the origin real fast to do the quick origin story, we were starting to see films go away. We felt like there needed to be a clear, I mean, some type of group or organization that was like willing to talk to Polaroid or whoever the companies were. Some of you all know who were around since the beginning. The first two years, we had a contact at Fuji, and, and we, we had a contact at Fuji. They would send us prizes and things, and then it got harder and harder, and we've never really. So if someone out there from Fuji Film is watching this, feel free to DM myself or it's film society because we would love to reestablish contact. Uh, but of course, we have a great relationship with and had in Impossible Projects and Polar Originals and now Polaroid again. Um, so we, we felt like there needed to be some group that was doing something and kind of making people aware and educated. And that's why each year at Policon, we do what's called the state of the emulsion address. And I think for a lot of us, the last two years, it's been great. There's been a lot of new developments, so many new backs and cameras and you know modifications and things you can do with 3d printers Uh, so i think i think right now i mean it'd be cool it'd be cool if lots of stuff came back but it's cool young people right now that don't know what was before like it's a cool time to be shooting instant film so so i'm 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 one of those that you don't y'all don't see me ever crying and complaining in the group so i'm not a i'm not one of those who's real sour in the facebook groups i uh (laughs) I try to always look on the bright side of life when it comes to the of film. Like to me, as long as they still as long as they still make six hundred, I'll be okay. I mean, that's like seventy and six hundred be great. Eight eight by ten. <clears throat> God, <damn. sighs> I'm gonna stay positive. <laughs> I said I was gonna stay positive, that's what I'm gonna do. So let's talk about something else that's slightly negative that's positive. Get it? That was a pun. There I teach, I do I do this stuff as a bit, like in classes. So y'all know when you this get done with your it, your pack of film. <laughs> you can you can crack all the plastic and the metal apart, and you can get the battery, and you can find some place in your community that will let you recycle batteries. Uh, I'm lucky at Brookhaven. There is a battery recycling station. It's literally within a few steps of the darkroom. We used to have a box down there just, and I would take it up and dump it. So old batteries, you know, all your camera batteries, of course, but especially these. And many of us go through a lot of them. I also tell my students, it's not. Don't take on like a religion about this. Like you know, if you're out somewhere and you can't, just drop it in the trash. Most people throw them in the trash, but know that they can be recycled in most communities. Most of where people are watching this and shoot film, there's some place that would take the batteries. Anyway, so that was my that was my sales pitch. That no, like but that's a that's not a
1: sales pitch. It's a very important public service message of like you know, just don't throw it out because um, our environment's so fucked anyway. So. Yeah.
0: Don't shake it. Don't, don't shake it. Out. Outcast
1: lied. <laughs> Outcast, Outcast lied slide. so bad. Don't shake like a Polaroid unless you want to maybe ruin your photo. Like. So,
0: so, Brian had a perfect pack. I don't know. I forget now
1: which kind of film it was. But it, 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 the only time you should take, shake
0: Polaroid film is, of course, when you're picking up an old pack and you're not sure if it's dry. You can pick it up and you can shake it. And if you hear powder or things rattling around, you know it's dry and expired. So yeah. that is a surefire way and about and truly the only time you should be shaking Polaroid film. And I guess unless technically you happen to have some of the very old film that needed the uh, the chemistry. And then that's, of course, why people shook it.
1: That's very true. But the Integral film, do not shoot the Integral film. That's cute. I don't have yeah. one of those here, but I do. I do have a tiny, uh, tiny Polaroid. Here we can.
0: This is the the prototype new. The next thing after the go will be a keychain camera. This was the one that was sent to me by Polaroid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's no ND8. I'm lying. That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't it be great though if there was like a a truly pocket sized one? Uh, Many of you know um, uh, Daniel uh, came uh, to uh, the other Daniel. I believe his last name is Bao. I, I have it written down and I'm terrible with names. And he's not on Instagram, so I don't know his at handle, but I have uh, his contact info. But he, many of you all know, who came to the Bay Area came with a working iZone um, uh, camera, and it was beautiful. I <laughs> saw it was that. amazing. He had a brand new refrigerated pack. Um, he busted it out and shot shots of just about everybody who was on a patio at one of the meetups. So it was pretty cool.
1: It was wild. So but, the iZone stuff was really wild because um, it they lost money on it because mm-hmm. um, it was all hand-packaged in Mexico because it was since it was so tiny, they couldn't run it through machines. So they ran it in a factory in Mexico where people had to hand-pack it, and uh, that was part of why iZone died. It just became too expensive. Mm.
0: Well, you know, maybe they don't need to make it with the stickers and the, the thing. I mean, back to, like, if they've made... Like something kind of ridiculously small. I mean, anyway, I have a kid now, so I think in small sizes, he loves he loves the Go. Uh,
1: yeah, Andy was just asking, what are thoughts on the Go?
0: I mean, I, I remember seeing people say this will never be used for artistic purposes, and I just shared a photo of like eye zone collages. I'm like if, if if you're if you're that limited, <laughs> you think that that, well, that size matters that much when it comes to the size of the frame you're just you're limiting yourself as a photographer I mean just just move on to a different camera. it's not for you, but I think that if you like the format to me it's a nice extra camera to have and it's definitely for art purposes I've seen several people do uh lifts transfers with them um I've seen people do collages with them, so to me they i mean they fulfill an artistic purpose. I think they could go smaller that's what I was just saying
1: i mean but, I, but daniel it it killed spectra. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> again you know i love spectra anyone who creeps me around knows that a lot of my early shots back 2008 to 2016 or 17 right were mostly i love spectra spectra se uh, spectra se is one of my favorite Spectras. i even like the 1200 ff um my very first concert that i got to write a review for for the dallas observer was the cure and I was in the photo pit with a bunch of people with like you know two camera bodies and like a three hundred you know, like long telephoto lenses to take pictures of Robert Smith. And I was in the the photo pit with the twelve hundred FF because that was the only one I figured out how I could completely cover the flash because mm. no flash photography. So I have a couple of of photos of you know mostly in focus but slightly soft. Th- oh.
1: Your audio went away.
0: One of my earliest times. I sh- Sorry, I put it on Do Not Disturb. I don't know what's happening.
1: Oh, no worries, man. I'm okay now. Yeah, you're all good. You're back.
0: Okay. Um. So, where were we going?
1: Chris says you were in the Cure's photo pit, and then he's I, bowing to you. I realized
0: I didn't have dinner. Yeah, I was in a Cure. I was in the Cure photo pit. Uh, I've reviewed the Cure, I think, twice. And I, I know I've shot them. That was my very first time I reviewed a concert that wasn't something else for a music blog. This was, like, meant to be a concert review. One time, My first time ever was a music editor at the time uh, sent me to go cover a polka festival in Ennis, Texas. And I got to see 600 people dancing the chicken dance to Brave Combo. So
1: that was mm-hmm. my actual
0: first, like, weekend wrap-up thing. But then my first concert review was The Cure and i brought that 1200 ff into the photo pit
1: the chicken dance is nothing to mess with i've been to a ton of filipino weddings and when that shit drops it's it's something else
0: (laughs) i mean you can make fun of it and it seems silly but if you're right up close and there's several hundred or you know several dozen even people doing it in circles and stuff it's it's pretty it's hard to it's hard to not get kind of sucked up in the emotional uh there's magic
1: to it, you know? And and as soon as you hear the thing, all you want to do is, like, you know, fucking get in there, <laughs> dance around. Polka is a weird one, though. Like, that kind of stuff. Tiny little bit triggering for me from my childhood, cause I grew up in, like, this town that was uh, called the Bavarian City of the Rockies. And um, in the summertime, there'd be two massive events where the population of the town would, like, triple or more like there was like 4,500 people in the town and they get like 30,000 people coming in for uh it was july fest and um the international accordion festival and so it's like you know you'd have a week long of like people fucking playing accordions and doing polka and shit and then a week long of people getting wasted playing bocce and again listening to like you know polka accordion music
0: (laughs) yeah i mean polka a polka festival is is a pretty intense thing. Yeah, that was and that was my first exposure to Brave Combo. Of course, now I've seen them tons of times. For the people who don't know, that's like they're one of the biggest famous bands out out of the Um, yeah, I uh, I don't listen to polka a lot in the car. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, but going and seeing Brave Combo live, you know, there's something about it
1: that would have been wild
0: we got on that because i was saying i had to clarify i had to fact check myself about my first concert i got to shoot for a publication and that was the cure for that uh, unfortunately the photos are gone the, the review is still there but the photos are no longer there because the observer back you know it was 2008 so y'all know how the websites work mm-hmm. uh, the photos have just dropped off of <laughs> the website unfortunately so uh, only That's those exist yeah um, so do we need to, uh, talk about May,
1: May 7th, May 7th. Well, just one thing before we jump onto okay. that. Um, I have to kind of do a retraction cause I did originally sort of shit on the go cause I thought okay. it was kind of dumb at first. Um, but now I'm on my third pack with it and it's growing on me. And I mean, look at that face. How can you? How can you be mad at that face? It's like the the cutest little camera I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's like a baby with like chubby cheeks. It's got yeah. this cute little. Uh, just, yeah. You
1: can't be mad at it. You're just like you're you're trying, and your picture is a little fuzzy and blurry. But like you know, you're you're doing it.
0: <laughs> and it can literally fit in a coat pocket, like a a, a, yeah. a, a hoodie pocket. Like it doesn't weigh very much, so. Um, you know, for me, it's like if I had like a compact 35 millimeter that I was carrying around in the city, you know, and I got that on one side. Now I can stick this on the other side while I'm walking, you know, when I don't want to carry my whole camera bag or something. And for, I think a lot of us, it's like an Instax mini where, you know, the film's not that much. It's okay to kind of give it away. you know. Yeah.
1: Like it, it's a good giveaway one and it, it's a cute camera. Um, I like it more than the Instaxes. Um, and for any Canadian listeners, if you collect air miles, you can use your air miles to pick up one of the Polaroid Go's. That's how I got my Polaroid Go. I didn't spend any money on it because I was a little skeptical. That's awesome. I would spend money on it now, though, if I had to buy it. Apparently, there's some new colorways coming. Shh. But, you know. <laughs> um, so, May 7th. What uh, What did you want to say well, about okay. that?
0: okay. So... So Edwin Land. right? Mm-hmm. None of us would be here talking about an instant film if it wasn't for uh, Doctor Doctor Papa, Papa Land. So his birthday, May 7th. There used to be a group. There's a blog. Somebody used people used to celebrate Edwin Land Day. Then it kind of went away. I I don't know why they stopped. Uh, and if somebody knows out there, please let me know. I have no. I couldn't figure out why it just stopped. But uh, I was like, well, I think we should bring it back. We <laughs> back to like totally. Justin and I's originally thing, you know, was like having a voice that could, you know, commemorate things like this or celebrate uh, uh, things like that. So uh, what we are uh, hoping people do, and I'll do a post about it soon, is we are telling people, and I know a lot of you who are seeing this have done photo walks in your community. Um, and a couple people who've come to our events, I'll I say, yeah, go back, just do a photo walk, right? Hashtag photo walk. You know, uh, much like, uh, you know, they have, you know, they'll use the hashtag SF Instant Photo Walk, right? You know, here we'll, we'll use IFS and then whatever whatever we're doing, like IFS Trolley Walk or whatever, Trolley Polo Walk. So, uh, so on May 7th, Instant Film Society is calling for other Instant Film shooters to, in their own community, do something to commemorate or celebrate Edwin Land Day. Hashtag Edwin Land Day. We've done contests in the past. And we've done things to get people to go shoot. Um, But this year we're kind of like, you know, kind of suggesting people like host their own polo walk in their community. Uh, And of course, y'all, anybody who's come knows that instant film is not the only thing that happens at Policon. Like there's, there's sanitized people bring, you know, of course there's eight by 10, all different, you know, people have all different kinds of cameras there. It's not just a bunch of people with 600, you know, clamshell polaroid you know hello kitty and uh taz although i do bring my taz cam but uh, it, it's definitely what we do our events are geared towards film photographers as a whole it's it is just kind of convenient to have uh you know, it's a good name right polarcon has got a nice ring to it. Um, so but back to polo walk so if you want to host a polo walk all you do is pick a meetup location a park a pub whatever in a walkable photographable part of your city or town And then you just pick an ending point, right? It's like people come to me and go like, how do y'all do this? How'd you start this? What'd you do? Like you just pick a place and pick another place and you walk between the two and you like meander and kind of people, you know, people break off and join back up and uh, you just have a loose route with a loose start and stop times and then uh, have fun. Um, But uh, normally you would pick a date. In this case, we're, we're asking people, you know, like, uh, so we all know Lance. He's going to do. I forget what he called it. Marquette, Marquette walk. I don't know. But uh, wherever anybody's at, if they want to do it, you know, send us a message and we'll help promote it and we'll share the story, share it in the story and things like that. Um, but how do? What do you do beyond make? You just make an event page on Facebook or Eventbrite, right? Make it free and just post it in your local, uh, you know, local Facebook groups that are devoted to film photography um so people people are shocked how many people show up to our events how many photographers and some of y'all just saw the most the next walk we're doing for anybody who wants to come anybody here in north texas or anybody who wants to come in uh the next walk that is happening is on april 24th april 24th uh there's an event page on facebook we posted about it on instagram and we're recreating the 2013 walk that, that ended up with us now having policon because that was the first walk in 2013, that we had 83 people show up to a meetup. We just did hashtags, and you know, Instagram, Facebook, meetup at this park in the middle of downtown Dallas. And 83 up to 85, it was hard to count when you have that many people. It's a little hard. It's a little ephemeral. But we counted at the first meetup, 83. And then somebody else counted 85, but I always round down because I don't like to round up. Um, but we're recreating that walk. And for people who don't know, in North Texas, we do have trolleys, not cable cars. They're trolleys. Um, some of them are 100-year-old. They have names like Petunia. and <laughs> God, I knew, I knew their name, The, the Green Dragon.
1: Um, I like the so, Green Dragon. That sounds awesome.
0: Right? Right? Uh, there's like three that are really old, like 100-year-old trolleys. And it's free to ride. Uh, and it goes in this cool area around a, the, the park in downtown, Clyde Warren Park. And then it goes to the Arts District, which there's like a reflecting pool and a bunch of like outdoor sculptures and things like that. Lots of great architecture and architecture to shoot, and then we end up taking the trolleys over to a, a pub that has food and, and beverages. So, so that's our next event. But for May seventh, we are urging at you, the watcher, the viewer, the listener, to ha- host your own host your own polo walk in your in your city that day to celebrate. And when people ask, like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" i like, "I Land, the guy who was in Polaroid. He he, uh, it was his birthday because." Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how, you know, he invented so many things. Like we wouldn't have sunglasses the way we think, right? Y'all know he, he invented the polarized filter. And that was this is, why the, this is why the original logo was the way it is or was. For people who don't know, the two rings.
1: Um, it's also what made them all their money so they could make all of the instant film. Mm-hmm. That and, like, you know, war projects. You know, yeah, which is yeah, a it? lot of people... Cool. Sorry, was it...
0: Least there's at least two books that kind of hint at that 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 Polaroid changed World War II because they the bombers got to have goggles that were like tinted like that so they could fly above the clouds and like fly into the sun and stuff and just follow maps or whatnot. So um, yeah, it's interesting the history. And then of course he he had a hand in early 3D uh, and 3D glasses and 3D technology. There's a there's a couple of photos of some opening that he was involved
1: with um which is a fun fact that's how sx70 got its name because all of the government projects that they did were labeled um special experiments and they were designated a number and the very last project they did for the government was sx69 and when he wanted to develop the new camera and film he didn't want any of the competitors to think that they were making a new camera or anything so that's why they called it sx70 so that the competitors would leave them alone about it, so it's kind of like a, a cool little note there on the history of SX70.
0: Yeah, I'm, I uh, I love all the old those old stories. I have a, a collection of at least eight books now of all the, the kind of different Edwin Land Polaroid narratives. Um, of course, a lot of them a lot of them are very similar. One of the best ones is, of course, that newer one by Rihanna and Madeline.
1: Well, I haven't checked that one, but there was the one too that was written by um, the guy that was like an OG executive at Polaroid. I can't like Bob. I think it was Bob Weisberg or something like that. Mm. That one is. I I think it was called Lands Polaroid.
0: Okay, I have that one. That's in the stack. I I have not read that one, but that one is in my horrid pile (laughs) to Um, eventually read. I have two. We have two kids now, my wife and I. So I don't get to read or plan as many events uh, and things now. Yeah, sorry. It,
1: it was it was Peter Wensberg is the author of it, Peter and it's uh, yeah. Lands Polaroid, a company and the man who invented it, and uh, it's been out of print for ages. Like it was out in 1987, but if you can find a copy of it. It's super fascinating because, like, he gets into, like, the minutia of how wild Polaroid was as a company. And they weren't a typical corporation. Like, Land didn't really care about making money. He cared about making cool shit. And um, they just happened to make a lot of money so that they could just make cool shit and not really have to worry about money. And then the cool shit they made just made them more money so that they could just yeah. keep doing that. But, like, there's one part of the book where um, he talks about the guy that was tasked with making colored instant film. And he didn't actually even start working on doing anything in the lab until, like, two years after he was tasked. Because if he had started working on it right away, Land would have given shit for it. Because what Land wanted people to do when he would give them projects is immerse themselves in whatever that topic was to learn everything that they could about that topic before they even started working on it instead of trying to figure it out as they were going along so this guy that was tasked with like making color instant film had to figure out how color behaved like what you do when you're doing color mixtures and all this wild stuff before he even started doing anything in the lab like it's it's a cool book learning about all of the the polaroid history
0: some some years here I- it works out in others; it do- doesn't. We get to go by. And anyone who takes the time to Google photographique, Dallas Observer, there's a cool story about uh, this camera. I wouldn't call it a camera shop; it's a printing shop with a darkroom you can rent, and they do sell some ca- some cameras and film. Uh, but it's m- mostly like a print lab, and they do touch up work. But if y'all yeah. Google photographique. Uh, one year i think two years it's worked out where we've taken people by there and we go in and we talk to the owner and he used to work for polaroid uh early early on i think for like 20 years don't quote me on that it's a that story i can read it but he he worked there and he's a bunch of cool like just paperwork and documents from like their their shows and things that uh you know early test film like we I remember this one photo. He has the red. It's just incredible. It's like, it's like a Ruby red slippers or something. Like well, his his like photos, like colors.
1: the, the old emulsion and stuff is so beautiful. Like he was showing us those photos from like the, was it like late seventies, early eighties or whatever. And they look like they were shot yesterday, like just so crisp and gorgeous. But you know, that was back when you could make things out of cancer products
0: yeah caustic right yeah not yeah. toxic not toxic just caustic
1: Yeah, super I mean, wild
0: instax still has the uh, do not put in your mouth so you don't uh, bite the <laughs> little sponge you
1: know? well i don't Positive. think they've changed the recipe because like um yeah they got the original recipe from like the old school polaroid stuff um which is uh, probably why they didn't want to give up the pack film rest like pack film stuff because that's what it um instax is based off of and zane made a comment here that sx70 should have not existed from a modern business perspective the more that he's worked on them the more that sticks in his head that they're just crazy and it's totally true so like the shareholders got super pissed at land for the sx70 project because he basically like doubled down and spent the bulk of their like cash reserves to build a factory for the cameras and a factory for the integral film and like everything was machined by them. Like all the equipment to build the stuff and everything, like they built all that equipment to then build the cameras and everything. Like they were super integrated across the board. Um, and he took a huge chance on it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it paid off in spades cause we're all still here coveting those cameras today. But, um, yeah, like he, Polaroid and, and land himself are an example of like, you know, businesses that I don't think would ever exist again today because no one, no one has like the gravitas to like, you know, pull some shit like that. Um, cause like, I, I think land is probably one of the ballsiest business people that's ever fucking lived. Um, mainly because he also had the intelligence to back up the ballsiness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to, to take like I mean obviously even though it is a vision, Yeah. So someone brought someone brought a beautiful like mint Polavision vision kit. Maybe it was
1: Matt.
0: I I some Brian might be able to comment in the and tell us who brought it. But there was a it was like in a box, like looked like it just rolled off the assembly line. It was amazing. Um, and that, that was a big risk that kinda is kinda the started started things not looking good for the company that, but.
1: that well and that was like one of the nails in his coffin with the share like with the yeah. board because uh, they looked at the vision failure and were just like we need to get rid of this guy um but that's ultimately what ended up killing the company once he left because like land was polaroid and um yeah, and it never exists. And then he was, like, super salty about it, too, where, like, he saw his baby failing and was like, fuck you guys. You kicked me out. You fucking die. That's it. Like, he was apparently pretty bitter about his ejection from, from the company. Um, and then and then
0: eventually Polaroid got slapped on everything. Yes. <laughs> Which and, I'm not necessarily, like, I don't know there's it's a part of me that, you know, like, my wife came home with this from, like, the clearance racket target and i was like absolutely that's fantastic <laughs> you, know, like, you know like i don't know there's a part of me that likes how how commercialized the brand is in a way that, that there's like track jacket or track uh, track pants that were say polaroid at walmart i mean i don't know but i have a love hate relationship with the fact that the brand got put on everything like like dollar store speakers that light up you know for 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 your iphone like
1: well that was kind of the shame of it it went from like one of the most amazing engineering companies probably in the world to um just a a shill for like if you wanted to spend some money to slap the polaroid label on some bullshit um you know it's um they, they would take the money, which is it's good now that like Polaroid Originals has had such a great success with the film that they folded Polaroid proper back into it and just created one company mm. again, um, which uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that was able to happen. But um, excuse me, um, the, the Polaroid history is absolutely fascinating and, and we could wax lyrical about it for, for like probably weeks. The May 7th thing, though. That's yeah, it's Land Day.
0: Hey. So hashtag Inland Land Day. There will be an announcement soon. We we didn't want it to confuse people with the event that's going on. I wanted today to be like the We got to like this is an exclusive, right? Exclusive announcement. I don't so, so we've been meeting and talking about this for months, literally since last year. Uh, I'd started doodling out the post. Like I've already got the draft ready. Um We'll have some kind of a contest. Uh, I think last year we had people recreate. We teamed up with, I think, Brooklyn camera don't quote me on this I think we teamed up with them and we we did something where we had people recreate uh either a photo of Edwin Land yeah like people would pose like in one of them <laughs> recreating a photo of him or, or something I don't remember the, what we did last year but we've got a new idea a new prompt it'll be like a prize uh, like a, a contest that'll be online anyone can participate unlike yeah, now most of y'all know the scavenger hunts that we're back to now that we're not virtual anymore, scavenger hunts are for people who are at the conventions, at the con, at the polo con, or meetup, or whatever you want to call it. I, now I don't even call it a convention. I forget what Andy said. Andy Odom, most of y'all know. If you don't, uh, he is one of the main people now who helps us. He's here in Denton, and also uh, in Denton. If y'all don't follow him, uh, John Eric Munoz, he they are instrumental with what we do here. But I forget what we started saying we were going to call it. Something else, anyway. Uh, but for those who don't know, Policon. Can I can I explain Policon? Because I think we realized after Bay Area this year that some people don't know what it is.
1: Yes. Like, um, before you jump ju- in the Policon, they think it's something different. <laughs> um, before you jump in the Policon thing, I'll just say um, for the May seventh thing, I'm, I'm not going to be in Vancouver. Otherwise, I'd host one here. Um, but I'm doing a group going. I'm going to be in Toronto. Um, so you should do something there Well that's Can what I was gonna say there? so if, if anyone wants to get together to do a, a Polacon walk in, or a, 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 a Papa land polo, day, walk. A polo yeah. walk in in Toronto, let me know because um, I'm gonna be there doing a group show um, on, on land's birthday which is kind of wild but it doesn't start till 8 p.m so in the afternoon if any of uh, you know Toronto people are on here, um, and you want to get together? DM me, and we'll we'll throw something together. Maybe we'll like meet up in Kensington Market or something, and and we can do a walk around there, like through Kensington Market in Chinatown. It'd, it'd be uh, rad to do that. And I hope someone in Vancouver here can put something together. I'll we uh, will see if I could track someone down.
0: But. You could see that's the thing. You could throw up a page. You could throw up a page there and there, because again, like it's like I'm trying to tell people, like we're just we're just putting meetup points and getting things for people to do. I mean that's all we do. We're just like, hey, there's this thing, you know. We're hosting it at this place. You can go here, you know. There's not, there's not that much to what we do. I, I think it's just that nobody's doing it. So that's kind of, uh, as you know, you know, it's not. I mean, just a, people to get together and take photos and hang out and exchange handles and you know, interact. You know, it's a, it's it. And we're and the thing is, I know people who show up to this are creatives and photographers and art, art directors and designers. And, you know, it's just a pretty interesting, cool crowd. And, and that's why, for me, May 7th, doing something at Edwin Landay, I really wanted to to do something that people could outsource. And we started talking about this last year. And I have to plug this because uh, I won't say my daughter's real birthday because they say you're not supposed to do that on the Internet.
1: That's fair. But,
0: uh, but my daughter, who is almost a year old, her due date was originally May 7th. And I was like, no way. So I had to say, that's not a real birthday. But uh, anyway. That's fair. But so May,
1: a perfect, <laughs> May 7th. Um, yeah, May 7th. If anyone wants to do something for Toronto um, or Vancouver, let me know. I'll help put that together. And uh, Brandy is also asking if anyone wants to do something in Seattle. So if you want to get together in Seattle, yes. hit Brandy up, Sunshine Only Girl or uh, Film Driver Redhead. Uh, hit her up, and then I think we have a perfect segue question here from uh, Dave, aka Cinedar. He says, hey, "What's Dave. good for Denton Policon this year?" So I think this okay, gives you the perfect go, thing to talk we about. Go straight
0: into Denton Policon. Okay, well,
1: go go into the, the sort of I guess explanation of Policon. you're going to okay. do like the difference between Bay Area and in Denton because they are two very different beasts.
0: Yes. Yeah, so here's what I'll say first: it needs to be out there for everyone to understand. Anyone who goes to real conventions, and I say that very seriously, like real conventions where there's like a a check-in desk and you get a badge and like there's tickets for things like that is not what this this is. This Policon is a meetup for photographers that takes place over three days, right? Uh, Typically, Policon is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Um, It's choose your own adventure, right? Like... You're on your own. You get your own hotel. If you want to do Airbnb, you do Airbnb. You want to do a hotel, you do a hotel. You wanna you want to stay at a real B and B. You want to stay here in Denton. I'll, I'll talk about Denton. There's a place called the Old Irish Inn or something like that that's on an alpaca farm. There's a buffalo ranch where you can stay on a on a ranch. Thirty five had a buffalo. It's like a hotel slash B and B. There are a lot of options here in Denton. Everything from like thirty nine ninety nine off the freeway hotels. Do not do not stay there. <laughs> To like to like seventy or eighty a dollar a night places that are, have themed rooms. Like there's a Grecian themed room, and like a I forget what the other rooms are, but there's four themed rooms. Some of y'all photographers
1: know what I'm talking about. They only mm. allow
0: two people. They only allow two people in, and they say no cameras. Brian, right?
1: <laughs> in in so. in Korea, they call those love motels.
0: I wasn't gonna say that, but uh, anyone who wants that one just DM me, and I can point you all in that direction. But there's there's nice hotels, there's mid level hotels in Denton.
1: Is all the furniture you, vinyl?
0: At that place, I imagine it's. I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't seen these other than photos of. I've seen photos of them, but that I wanted to do a band photo shoot there, and that's when I learned that they won't let a band in. You can't take in more. Than, they were like only two people. Oh, that's only lame. two people. Yeah. Well, then they don't want people shooting other, you know, any kind of films there. That's photo sheets. Um, so, oh wait, so just see. one
1: one other thing on on Papa Land Day. I'm just going to throw it out here to celebrate Land's birthday. I found a copy of Land's Polaroid here. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to do a giveaway for a copy of of Land's book here. So, stay tuned for how that's going to work. Oh, and Zane says no orgies are allowed, but it has a good place to eat next door with great margaritas.
0: It does, right? So he knows He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it really does. I think they have, Zane, don't they have 100 margaritas there? I think they have 100 margaritas um, or different types of margaritas. So so Policon. Policon this year. Uh, this year will be our seventh year. Um, every year it happens in Dallas now and Denton. We always tell people, a lot of people came in town, like we had some people last year come in from New York. And I always tell people, go back and read or message us. We used to have, we used to post more, but then people started complaining it was too much to read. So you, it's like, you can't please everyone. Right. But like, here, I'll say this here and I'm going to make the post a little bit more detailed this year on like where you want to stay. You don't want to stay in Dallas. You no. want to get an Airbnb or get a, say at a B and B or stay at a hotel or stay at one of those ranches that are either two to three minutes from the square or 10 to 12 minutes from the square. You don't want to stay in dallas and have to drive back and forth the only thing we have in dallas is how we all got here is we started off uh justin and i just doing an instant film society walk at the state fair of texas the state fair of texas that's opening weekend so it's always easy for us to tell people when it when is when is policon it's always the last the last friday of september because that's when the state fair of texas kicks off it's in 100 and something whatever year right we just piggyback on that, and we go there, and we meet up, and we take take pictures of the, the midway and and people and the costumes, things, and it's colorful. It's great. Uh, a lot of people like some people like to shoot in the day better, and other people like to stay and shoot the neon and stuff at night better. Uh, but Friday night is always the state fair of Texas, and then we go up to Denton, and all the other events are within a walkable area, a 09 mile walkable area of downtown Denton. Uh, it's a historic downtown area. Lots of neon signs, lots of cool shops. Everything from like little mom and pop kind of ice cream shops to to bookstores. Uh, really cool uh, recycled used bookstore on the corner in an old purple opera house. Um, so many places I'm afraid to even begin mentioning, or I'll know I'll forget places. But anyone who's been can know can <laughs> tell others that it, there's a lot of cool stuff to shoot and do there. Um, so I do recommend. A lot of people came in to Bay Area, and there were a couple. I guess Airbnb. I guess they were calling them a Polafrats, Polafrat houses, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what. Brian, in fact took me on that. I think they were called something to that effect. But uh, I do recommend that because if you if you get an Airbnb in downtown Denton, or stay there's a B and B just north of the square. The closer you are to the square, the less you'll have to drive or walk. And if you get an Airbnb, at least two people I can remember, two different people, come into town and got got Airbnbs that were within walking distance to the square, which means that you're with you never have to walk more than about uh, less than a mile the whole weekend, you know, to and from the different venues. Um, and we will be at Rubber Gloves again <clears throat> on Saturday for the zines and Thing Swap Meet. So uh, th- I hope everyone who who knows is is planning on bringing zines or pens or buttons. Uh, to me, the interesting swap meet uh, is the coolest part of Policon because we get to you know swap and trade everything from uh, you know packs of film to zines and pens and buttons and t-shirts and cyanotypes, lots of cool stuff. So, um, if anyone has any questions about what you can or can't bring to the swap meet on Saturday, just message me. But if you if you've never been to Policon. It's just going to be a little bit more the same. And this year we have like SX Divey and a couple other people. I know Zane will do something again um, because he's here in Denton. So we're going to have a really cool lineup this year. And I've secured the venues and a lot of other stuff way earlier than ever before. So um, if you're planning on coming this year, it's going to be the 30th, September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. And, To please some out-of-towners, we might actually make this the first one where we go into a fourth day, where there will be an optional day zero, because I've resisted it, because it's a little, to me, as a a Dallasite, now Dentonite, it's a little cliche, but people from out-of-town want to do the JFK stuff, so we're going to do, like, Daily Plaza, and then go over to Oak Cliff and do Texas Theater and, like, Top Ten Records. These are cool places to photograph by themselves, but they have historical significance, to, to people who know the history of JFK and Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby
1: so like Polaroids from the grassy knoll
0: yes we will be able to take Polaroids on the grassy we will we will walk from the school book repository to the grassy knoll. we will do that and you can take photos of like the little white X's that they painted on the concrete
1: well and, and if um, what, what are they Q- if QAnon's correct or anything we might get lucky and we'll be able to take uh, pictures with JFK himself man
0: some of y'all know because you follow news there i think there might still be people that's in right. daily plaza waiting for like there. it's crazy y'all
1: i i, I, I mean, couldn't help that one i did
0: no that's great because yeah it's it's one of the most absurd things that's ever happened here and there's always a, a small amount of people out there selling like weird self-published like zines and newspapers conspiracy theory things you know and i love that part <laughs> of it too um but now there's this whole other level. Like those people must be like, "Damn, look at these
1: nut jobs!" You know, it's like weird. But um, I also wanted to throw, I, not to put you on the spot with this one, um, okay. but I remember when I Policon three was the first one that I made it down for, and uh, was that 2018, right? That was 2018. Yeah. So there's the, that. The, that was all because of Armando. Um, I would have I never made, made it down if – Yeah, if it wasn't for Armand at the Denton Camera Exchange, um, I would have never made it there. And uh, if it wasn't for Jason Lee and the Boston Plainview trip, I would have never met Armand. So, um, you know, big thanks to Jason and Armand for introducing me to all of this. Yeah, Um,
0: thank you to both of them. Armand uh, here in Denton has helped tremendously from the first year and He and I and Justin were doing events as early as 2013 together, piggybacking on music festivals here in Denton. And then, of course, some of y'all know Jason, when he was here in Denton, uh, Denton County, he spoke at and uh, talked at the first Policon. So uh, I'm sad that he's gone. Uh, Eventually, if and when there's a Policon LA, if Jason watches this. I assume he knows that we will hit him up. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. been people wanting to pull a policon LA from from early on, but of course SF happened first. And also of, uh, one
1: of uh, one of the photos that you gave me for sharing was a great portrait that you took of uh, Mister Lee.
0: Yeah, James Allen Eakins, um, Broad Daylight uh, at Broad Daylight. Um, he, I, I gotta, I gotta give him the props. I mean, he, I was my backdrop. I forget who had the lights. It might've been my lights from the school. Or I don't remember now. might've been Armin's. I'm not sure. Good question. He he definitely helped set it all up and loaded it up. But, uh, and then I got to wait and kind of position and wait for a blink. And then I fired. So yeah, that's a pretty good shot of, of Jason. That's
1: and then impressive. another shot
0: for, for music fans, another polarized thing was Andrew, uh, Andrew Savage. Uh, for anyone who's ever been in a teenage cool kids or parquet courts or uh, Oh, gosh. What other bands? I'm going to forget now. I feel terrible. Uh, Ferguson Geronimo. Uh, but, of course, Parquet Courts is a Denton band that now, you know, this last year they were on uh, on a <laughs> over President Barack Obama's Playlist of the Year, one of their songs, Parquet Courts. He was a Dentonite, so uh, I used to see him at house shows uh, on Panhandle House, house venue. Uh, and that's the other thing I'll say we got like, oh, man, we're almost out of time. The big difference. Between, oh no, we
1: we got plenty of time. So it's like going. we we don't end at the hour. We can we can go a little ride. longer, and so we can ride. Okay. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so the big difference between Brian got the perfect venue. The Parkside is the perfect venue. Two people who I used to know who are former Dentonites who now live in the Bay Area, uh, told me, "Oh my God, this is perfect." Got the rubber gloves uh, of the Bay Area. But we haven't booked shows there. Um, when we're here in Denton, I always have like an after party, and we don't do it the after party on Sunday because a lot of people have to fly back out at two or three p.m. on Sunday, um, you know. And we have events, we have stuff going on Sunday all the way through about eight eight p.m. Uh, until and that in the end on Sunday. But so we have a big after party where I have like bands. And this last year for on Six, we had uh, karaoke. Uh, a friend of mine, Johnny, he he put together a list of like I don't remember what we had, like fifteen to twenty camera themed songs uh, for karaoke, and then of course you could choose other ones. But we had like a menu, you know, of like camera songs. So we had karaoke in one room at Rubber Gloves, and then on the other side we had like a full concert with, I guess, four different bands, really cool stuff that are photographable. Oh, that's wild. Usually try to have bands that are like smoke or lasers or. Just things that are interesting so this year um october 1st will be the that night will be the after party but it's we haven't officially booked anybody yet to be honest the first person i messaged said they weren't booking that far out yet so this is the first year i've ever planned this far ahead (laughs) so it's nice to be it's nice to be ahead
1: that's awesome um what i was gonna say though uh so at policon 3 the the first one that i got to go to um y'all had a podcast there and um, yeah uh film photo geeks that's right and uh i kind of i don't know if i mean it was great myself. it was a good interview it was a great interview um and you know for posterity uh there's me shit-talking fuji on there um and how much i despise them for killing pack film um so that's forever on the internet and Um, you know
0: it's good to get that out sometimes i mean that's where i try to stay on the bright side but i think we all know i mean we're all still mourning the loss it's like it's like losing a loved one you never really you get over it and you move on and life changes and you adapt but you never really like I never really am going to not get over not being able to just go buy 3000B for a reasonable price in a hurry at, at a camera store. Well, and,
1: and the death was still fresh because they killed it in 2018. So it's like, you know, yeah. when when I got to Polcon, like I was still kind of reeling. And, uh, you know, I won't repeat them here, but I said some pretty choice shit about how I felt towards the executives that made that decision. And, um, you know, if you want to go find that, um, you know, go Google Film Photo uh, Geeks. Was it Film Photo Geeks? Yeah. yeah. And Laura, uh, the pork awesome. episode. She
0: started to. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you she she started. Uh, uh, she took over. There used to be a place. There is a place in in McKinney, Texas, that has a cool downtown area. Some of we all know who are here in North Texas. And there was a place called Goodies, and it used to be a, a chocolate shop and camera shop that had like a dark room. I mean, it was literally like if. A small camera shop with all a lot of supplies, and then on the other side it was like a chocolate shop and she took it over, and the guy moved and took his camera part of it, but she basically took over uh the chocolate shop, so she's not as involved I would say in instant film society stuff as she, as she was able to used to be when she wasn't running her own pretty and she runs another business a okay, yoga studio so Holy um, shit. but uh, I stay in touch with her a lot and year and i hope she can come back because she was she was really great at helping me on on the day of because we're all volunteer um some years i get students as interns that kind of help behind the scenes make things happen um but she was fantastic about helping me make things happen so and so is jessica anytime jessica some of y'all know jet setter uh 20 oh man i've had beer on empty stomach with no pizza jet
1: setter 22
0: 22, I was like 29, and then I was like, that's not right. No, nope, like, Jessica Reinhardt, she's like <laughs> an 8x10 legend. Hart. She is fantastic uh, to help. And, and, you know, it's like, I can do fine on day one and day two, but by the end of day two, full I need somebody else to slide in and start yelling and directing. So, um, anyway.
1: Jessica's fantastic for that. But what I wanted to throw at you was, um, I thought it was really cool having that podcast portion in, in Policon three at 2018. And, um, if you guys would be down with it, um, I, would be like interested in doing an episode of the chat where we could do, like have a panel, but then also have it live on Instagram live. And, uh, yeah, you know.
0: absolutely done. Easy.
1: Sorry, I was wrong. His jet Setter 23 we were
0: 23 old. see i knew it was 20 and normally i would be able to fact check but i can't right now i can't fact check anything because i'm on the phone like normally i would <laughs> <laughs> i need another phone here like like anybody who does real live radio or broadcast you have a you know you have your laptop where you're able to fact check but i'm not able to right now my laptop i'm i'm coming to y'all live from from my uh Uh, my garage because our office is right next to the baby's room and the baby's asleep
1: oh that's fair I think Jessica's this is my shrine this
0: is my this is my Policon attendee motivation all year when I park my jeep which should be right here uh, I see this cork board and as some of y'all know for the first two or no not year one but year two and three live uh, I would have people when they would check in they would like Put the uh, put a pin in where they were from. So I think you used to be right, Merlin. You were here. Wait, you were here.
1: No, I was. Toronto. Yeah, I was in Toronto.
0: Yeah, you were Toronto pins, but now you would be over here, and the Vancouver one fell off, right? Yeah, but That's I had
1: because right. uh... there was there was like an East Coast West Coast kind of thing going on there. Because there was uh, I was I was repping Toronto, and then um...
0: no one. No one, yeah
1: i haven't heard from him in a while though no one said yeah i haven't either i'm gonna
0: message him after we get off because i've wondered if him there's so the the saddest part for me is, is some of y'all know is i don't i now that i have two kids i don't get to spend as much time on the internet so to me policon is really important because it is when i get to see a lot of y'all and hang out and chat because i'm not on line as much as i wish i had time to be and um that's the best part about Policon, of course, is getting to to put a face with the at handles, you know, and a voice with the the names, and take take photos with people that you admire and you think are pretty cool. Well, I, uh,
1: I, I've mentioned it um, when when I've talked with other people before, but um, you know, Policon is pretty special to me because, um, like, when like the, the, that uh, 2018 was like a real sort of like pinnacle year for me. Cause um, before I took the trip to Boston for uh, Jason's workshop, um, when like the night that I bought the tickets for Jason's uh, workshop, I was on the fence of like killing myself. Cause I was like, you know, I just, it, I kind of like, all the things going on in my mind were just basically like, well, what's the point of being around right now? Everything's stupid. And, um, while I was like having that thought, um, and also having a bout of insomnia, cause it was like 3am in Toronto. Um, I saw Jason had posted that he was doing this workshop in Boston and, uh, I was just like, well, fuck it. His photography is like a really big inspiration for me, like his ethos and like his, the pictures he takes and everything. And so it was just like, well, you know what's another 600 bucks on the credit card if i'm like just off myself anyways next week so <laughs> i i made plans to go to boston um it's just kind of like uh you know get get a cool trip in before the end and meeting armand and um just the people in general there like you know interacting with like all the different uh people that signed up for um the photo workshop day cuz there's 12 of us there um so there was like two Canadians, me and and this lady, Barb, and um, then a bunch of other interesting cats. But um, just getting introduced to, like, more of, like, the real-life photographic community, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it kind of invigorated me a little bit more. And that sort of, like, thought in my mind of, like, you know, what what the plans were started to fade a little bit. And then Armand was like, come on down to Texas for this Policon thing. (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know. And he's like, come on, you got to do it. And so... Policon was like Boston's kind of started me on a different track, but Policon cemented it because that trip meeting everyone there and getting involved in the community was a real lifesaver for me because it's such a welcoming community. it it really blew my mind how amazing everyone was like brandy especially like you know i was a total Mm -hmm. stranger and like brandy adopted me that weekend and was just like you know showing me all around and everything and you know everyone was so welcoming that's the hardest
0: part for me i'm so busy i don't get to do some of that so that's what i depend on is people like brandy that kind of help you i mean you know i'm i try to welcome everyone yeah i'm running around like crazy so thank you brandy because I know that everybody who does it, does that and welcomes people in who are new, it really helps cement that that. This is amazing. Uh, kind of, a, it's a, I hate to say this cause I don't like the word tribe, <laughs> but that, and that's why we call it a society instead of a club.
1: I don't right? know if I use but, tribe, but it definitely feels like a family. So it's, it's like, family, you know, yeah. I, I felt a little bit like an outsider in, in the 2018 one. And I was kind of like dipping my toe in a little bit and y'all were very welcoming. And, You know, I was a little nervous about going to Texas, not being a white person. Um, So, like, I was, I I didn't know what to expect. And I ended up absolutely falling in love with Denton and just the the whole experience there. And then coming back for 2019 for for Policon 4, um, that just, like, cemented it even more. Like, you know, getting closer to, like, Brian and Mary and everyone and, um, you know, meeting Dave, uh, Sinodar, um, spending time with, with, uh, Jess, like it, it just, everyone, like everyone became really important and it was really cool getting to like see everyone and and spend time with them. So it was like always that thing to look forward to. And then, you know, 20, uh, Policon barrier one happened in, you know, March, 2020. (laughs) And that was a weird one. (laughs) And it was like, it was really great to be able to see Alex and, um, you know Brian and Mary, and um, you know all like all the familiar. People, some new faces and everything, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just been such a great community. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad 20- we did
0: it. I know I know some people. So you came, and and I think that you get to you and a few people, Brian and a few out of town people, get to see what we were seeing. Yeah, was a very cool snowball happening. And 2019, if if the pandemic hadn't happened, and things hadn't gone how they would. I think that that policon 5 would have been amazing here
1: because then we would have done Bay area
0: and then 5 would have been nuts but of course 5 we had to do virtual and bay area barely we barely pulled that off right before everything shut down so
1: that was such a weird experience is like i've spent a lot of time in san francisco for work and i'd never seen a san francisco like that before like just watching the city close down around us and the, the sort of life just like draining from it was, was super surreal, but I'm Chinatown, so, wait, what's
0: Chinatown that? look, Chinatown looked like a movie set. Like it did. I kept, it was so surreal because it looked like an empty movie set. I kept waiting for newspapers, you know, to, to blow down. You know, it was almost like there wasn't enough litter. It was too clean, but, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty weird and surreal to be there as everything was shutting down. And some of us got to witness, we looked over in the, the plague ship <laughs> that was out there. Yeah, when we went planning. to Oakland, there was a plague ship <laughs> out there.
1: and But it was just, I don't know. It, it's I hope other people have, have had a similar experience with it where it's just like, Polcon's a really special thing and not just for the the camera stuff and like the advancement of it but just the community around it like y'all have done a really great job of putting together this like fantastic community and just because it's so welcoming and, and inclusive it's just what b- like brought so many great people into it and i, I think they're like i know you were sort of lamenting that like policon 5 would have been huge if it could have been in person but I also think it was really cool that it was virtual in a way because that was <laughs> no, the first I, time so many people around the world who have heard about Policon and wanted to be part of it were able to be part of it. And I was a little tiny bit bummed that Policon 6 didn't have as much virtual stuff to it because, um, you know, We
0: tried. It, the technology didn't work out. Uh, you know, of course, some of y'all know Brian wasn't able to come out and he was going to bring a crew. Like, we did the best we could. And and I think that you know going forward, people want there to be a virtual component. So I'll just put this out there. If there's someone watching who – and Brian, I think he this year knows how we can do it a little bit easier. But uh, the reality is, I mean, we are a nonprofit. We are all volunteers. Unless we have someone volunteering to do something, it's hard to do it. <laughs> so – uh You know, we'll we'll do Instagram live, and I actually got some little uh stands like that I'm on right now, like little stands you can put a phone on and do like a live thing. So we will do our best, and and we always have done our best to try to post a lot of, uh, you know, so people can see parts of it so they don't have too much FOMO. But but those of you who are considering or thinking about or on the fence about Policon, um, Denton is is not as as now Merlin could detest. It's not what you think of Texas. It's amazing.
1: Uh, like it's, it's a little. Sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's a little island uh, amidst other things. Just to give you some quick background, uh, not to get too political. A lot of Texas, of course, went uh, you know who. Uh, some of Texas, like Dallas, went Biden. Uh, Denton went Bernie. So Denton is different. Um, it's very progressive, but you know there's some elements that are still you know Texas Denton, Denton County. It is. But, um, progress is happening. They within the last, since, since, since 2019, by the time now people are returning, the Confederate monument that used to be on the square is gone and got torn, taken down. So, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it's just a cool town that feels, you know, a lot of people say it's like a mini Austin. I don't want to compare it to Austin because there's no comparison. Benton is just a small, magical, two college town where there's a bunch of cool, cool shops around a square Midway Mart is walkable to the area and they have great a great beer selection. Um, some people, you know, you'll walk in there and he, the first time people go to Midway Mart, which is right around the corner from the camera exchange, which is where we used to have after parties, but now we've outgrown having one year we had a DJ booth set up in where Armand normally brings people up.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think 2018 was the last one, right? Cause yeah, I mean, I, we had the after party there and yeah, that, that was a cool experience. It was, that was fun. It, it,
0: it, and this year, we might do something there because I still like. I think this year, what the plan is since we lost Armadillo, uh, I drank my Armadillo beer and didn't shout it out, but I honey, please, a minute ago. In years past, we've had an after party at Armadillo. We've stopped there, ordered pizza, and sat there and kind of had beer till they closed. They have a couple arcade games, but just a nice space, cool murals. They closed just recently, unfortunately. So probably what we'll end up doing this year is the after party will kind of move back across the square and end up at, at the camera store and order pizzas. And people can walk around the corner of the Midway Mart. They have a beer selection that's on par with like a, a Whole Foods or Central Market and and most indie, you know, a lot of indie beers they have and they're reasonably
1: priced. Also, big shout out to Mikasita, just across from Midway Mart there. Some of the best fucking Tex Mex. I, I dream of it. Like I've been thinking since twenty nineteen about how badly I want like a Tex Mex platter with a nice Tapo Chico. I just fucking it's been killing me.
0: So almost the first couple years, every morning, um Mikasita would donate um, breakfast tacos, and we would have like a couple bags of chips and salsa and breakfast tacos. I don't know what'll happen this year, but for those who don't know, they're in they're in the parking lot within Camera Exchange. That's uh, Armin's family owned uh, family's shop, so it's a local local favorite. They you know like a quick fast casual Tex Mex kind of place.
1: Yeah. Also, everyone in Texas has guns.
0: <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs>
1: dude i am not a it, it a lot of my, people do though know I mean? it, it blew my mind a little bit last time and like you know there some of the stories are not not for on 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 here but <laughs> i had a moment where i was having lunch at me casita and i looked out and there was like a homeless dude pushing a shopping cart that had like a fucking handgun hanging out of the back of his pants and i was just like holy shit even the homeless people have fucking guns in texas
0: <laughs> i mean so, look, like, Texas is Texas. It is. It's Texas. But Denton is, uh, you know, it's it's a safe college town where the police, you know, don't mess with you unless you're – so this is the other reason. So what's cool <laughs> about Denton is downtown square. So hypothetically someone could go to Midway Mark, buy a six-pack, have it in their camera bag, be drinking, you know, go to the Denton camera exchange and then walk the square. Uh, The square, as long as you're not, like, you know, to the like a public intox level, like you're not, like, staggering and causing a problem, uh, it's basically legal to drink uh, open, you know, container around the square. Um, So, that's why we used to have after parties at Armand, because we could just, people would go to Midway or a pizza or whatnot, and we'd have the concert there at the camera store. We outgrew it. So, this year, we'll be back. We'll be at Rubber Gloves. Uh, on October 1st, uh, Saturday, and that I can for sure announce. And those of you who are watching who are interested in going to our thing that we're doing May 7th, we'll meet at uh, Denton Camera at 2. Then we're going to head across to Free Play, and uh, which is a reopened arcade, like a barcade, um, and we'll be there for two hours or hour and a half to two hours. People who don't want to go in there, we have an alternate thing that they can do if they don't want to pay to get in. And then we'll end up at Rubber Gloves, and we'll be there from six to nine on the patio doing Polaroids on the patio, uh, and that'll all be to commemorate Edwin Land Day. So that's what we're doing here in Denton. But for for back to Policon, it's it this year. (laughs) This year might be the first year that we that we charge five dollar donation for people to attend. Up to this point, it's always been free to attend. I said uh, the first five years, I didn't want anyone to think we were trying to make money off of it or do anything we are a nonprofit now registered in the state of texas uh, i i never wanted people to i don't know I, i've never put any of my own stuff in the zines and things swap meets to this, to this date uh, i've always just wanted other people to show their stuff and do their thing and that's what i wanted this to be um but this year we will probably do a, this will be the first time here locally we'll do like a five or five five or seven dollar donation something like that it won't be more than a- and put an
1: sure. asterisk here saying suggested donation
0: yeah suggested donation if you can't donate uh we will have an, a scholarship option so if you if anyone you know back to me part of this was i teach at a community college i wanted my students to be able to go uh, a lot of us know uh, people people came in by by the second and third year people were telling me why don't you try two or three hundred dollars for policon and i was like that ah, you are not getting it right i I want this, uh, to me, this is a time to share and give secrets away and not be charging money. This is time to hang out and make cool art together. Um, and people who don't want to be a part of it don't have to be a part of it. And those of us who want to, can't. So we like to keep it free. We Up to this point, everything's been free. Uh, this year we did a donation uh, at Bay Area, and it worked well. Um, and it's going to help us offset the costs of some important things that we've been procrastinating on for a long time with this from society um so know that we are a non-profit um even our posters you know and people you know the only thing we ever sell we we get pens made by mad world records and then we give them away for free um we get we uh, we paid for stickers and took a dollar donation to basically pay for those the posters are made by an artist and then we we basically use the poster money to pay the bands or the karaoke basically the after party is paid for by the cost of the posters so Ah, uh, Policon is not about making money. Policon is about getting people together and doing cool shit. And uh, it's all photographable. All the bands know that they're performing. So this is something else that's cool. Policon the night in Denton. The bands know that this is the photography, it's a film convention. They want Polaroids. You can get up close. Like uh, I basically tell people it's like having a you basically have all access pass. If you're if, if you're there <laughs> at Policon attending, you'll get a stamp that says in the film society you get a discount to the concert to the after party. So it makes it um for those who like to shoot concerts and live music or karaoke we'll have both again this year um because uh bay area i love parkside it's perfect there's a stage indoor this year we had stuff happening so we had two places some of y'all know at rubber gloves we kind of have three there's three different rooms we can work with and play with um, so we'll have the karaoke, and it'll be completely separate from the the live music for for those who don't like live music and don't want to shoot. you can just go in and sing sing tipsy karaoke with your photography bola pals.
1: It's a fun time like if you can make it down, definitely by all means go like it's um it's been a tough couple of years not being able to get down there see all and um like, I missed
0: you this year this year in Bay Area. Uh, I felt like y'all and of course Brian Garbrecht and, and I, I, uh, Mary Berry. I, I felt like there were some people who
1: uh, Dude, I was uh, I was so chat so that's the first time I felt FOMO since the heck. pandemic started, and they removed the requirement for testing the weekend after Bay Area. Mm. So it's like if it was like one week ahead? I could have been I could have been down there, but you know whatever. Next year, Sorry. I'll definitely be down there for it. And I'm also I, I'm going to probably be in Texas for a couple of weeks this year because uh, uh, I might stick around for Steve's uh, Steve's birthday.
0: Well, if you can come down, uh, so this year, people who are wanting to get the full Policon experience, try to come down the Thursday because the Thursday there will be some events. No, um, I'll
1: probably come early and then like because okay. you know, I think Steve says birthday is like October 10th or something so like you know I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in the area for a while were there more questions? I don't think there's any other questions there. no nobody wants we don't have questions was hmm. there uh, was there any other uh, Policon stuff you want to, to share or talk about or did you have uh, what else mind? should
0: I talk about? oh man I don't know what else I should talk about
1: uh, if anyone's
0: watching who knows how to make cool t shirts, someone should scan the the garbage pail kids, the Polaroid. I, I want I really want this on a t shirt, right? This would be a cool
1: T shirt. The Polaroid? Like,
0: so, yeah, it's the Garbage Pail Kids Polar Boy uh, Polar Boy. no, Polaroy. It's Polaroy. He's like a uh, instant film camera who's just like barfing out Polaroids.
1: Send me a scan of it.
0: Could you make that happen? You could do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll figure something out. Nice. It'd be a great sticker, but it would also make a cool t-shirt.
1: Yeah, um, send me uh, send me a scan of it, and I'll, I'll play around with it.
0: So since we're still going and going into overtime, I want to go back to something you said, and part of the reason that I did this. I Because I teach students, and I have for a decade, I learned that a lot of artists feel isolated and cut off. And and before the internet, it was even worse. <laughs> right? I mean, think about it. Like, before you could find people with message boards and chat groups and then social media and now hashtags, but, you know, and especially the smaller the town, the harder it was to find like-minded people. So people asked, like, early on, going back to the history, like, when we had that walk in 2013 and 83 to 85 people showed up toby and other people were like how is this happening And i was like well dallas is kind of like la and some other big suburban areas where we have the metroplex so we have like denton dallas fort worth and all the mid cities so so there's like a dallas fort worth photography group and the denton film collective and the fort worth film group and you know there's all these different independent groups and when you have a big event, people come in from all those different groups, you know? So, so to me, I I feel like what, what Policon is and all our meetups are really about is really just getting film photographers together to have, have something that has a name that's legit that people aren't too worried about Like, are these people doing like, what are they doing? What's going on here? You know? And we do always try to keep it family friendly, mostly family friendly uh, at our events. Um, you know, even if we have talks with someone who's, you know, we, we basically, we've had some exhibited work and things that are, you know, nothing that wouldn't be in an art gallery. I'll say that. Right. Like those of us who know, like, I mean, we all know there's, there's, we try to keep it where, you know, back to like, we have events for family, you know, one oh ones and cyanotypes because, you know, kids can do cyanotypes and some photographers have never done cyanotypes. So you get somebody eight and somebody 28 who are sitting there doing cyanotypes the first time. And it's really cool. Um, so now i'm now I'm rambling. I don't know what's happening because I never <laughs> ate that? i I told my wife I was like, "I just realized right before we went live, I said, "Holy sh, I never ate dinner, so I'm
1: I mean, you're having liquid dinner there, barley yeah. cans is a food group, right <clears throat> yeah, yeah um Sarah did have a question though that Andy answered, but her question was that if you wanted to donate outside of The Policon tickets, is there a place to do that? And uh, Andy said, absolutely. InstantFilmSociety.com, there's a donation widget. So if you want to give to the fine Instant Film Society, check out their website.
0: You can donate us a coffee, I think is what it says, or something like that. But yes, there is a way to to do that. Um, And then uh, when we do the shirts... Uh, sometimes y'all pay attention to when we post about shirts, because sometimes that is a way that we're like fundraising. Um, In some cases we get back like half or almost half, depending on what we've done or how it works out. Um, And then same kind of thing with the posters, like the artist is giving them to us at basically his cost. Uh, Napkin art. If y'all don't follow him, go back and look at our past posts of the posters. He'll, we'll have a cool Policon 7 one this year. We keep them to $20. I mean, we're not trying to make a, a lot of money off of this we're just trying to have something cool for people to take home um but this year those who are still listening and will listen later if you come bring stuff for season things swap meet we will be at rubber gloves this year they have more tables than ever we will have space so don't if you're hesitant at all like will people like it will people should i just do it just print a couple copies You know, if you're not sure what to do, you can't decide what theme, message me. I'll help. I teach students how to do this, you know, but make some buttons, make a couple t shirts, you know, bring a couple packs of expired film. The only thing we don't want it to turn into is a camera swap meet because, you know, then people start bringing a bunch of stuff and unpacking stuff. We, you know, if you were doing a camera, that's fine, but we don't want, we want to keep it like zines and things. And that's meaning like Polaroid or instant film inspired art. Cyanotypes are fine. We've had, like Shamsi and other cool people have done different shi- cyanotype things, and uh,
1: uh, so any, asks that, if it needs to be instant film-based, or could it be other things?
0: If it's a film photography-based zine, I'm not going to tell you no. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's photography-based and film-based for the most part, the Zines and Things Swap Meet is a little loose. Policon is the event. Zines and Things Swap Meet is for people who are attendees. Right. If you're an attendee, then you can bring your zines and things to put at a table. So I'm not going to be going around like being like, no, you, you've got to move. No, get yourself out, right? Like if, you, if, if you've got, you know, like people bring stickers. Um, we have people who do lots of cool buttons that are just like different film inspired buttons. They're not all instant film, you know, like, you know, Fuji and things like that. One of my favorite ones now is the Fuji film blimp button, you know, I mean, um uh, it doesn't have to be instant film for seeing the thing swap me as long as it's photography or mostly film yeah.
1: well if you want to make like a book project or something like that too um looks, you know there's some like great resources out there blurb is a great one they have like a, a free software that you can download to like you know build a book project and if you want to keep it kind of tr- uh, cheap, uh, trade books are the best uh, path to go on that one. Um, and there's tons of other sites out there where you can do printing. Or you could even just, like, hit up your, like, Kinko's or, like, Staples or whatever and just, like, you know, print something up on a photocopier.
0: We have we have had people do everything from black and white scans to, you know, color printouts that, you know, they're selling for 2 or $3 or giving away, up to, like, hardback books. Uh, you know, it, it, truly... Any anything that is small, we we say zines up to small prints. You know, um, I, I wish. Do we have? How long do we have? Can I run and grab something real quick? Oh, you can run and grab something. Hold on. Yeah.
1: All right. You can also do some cool stuff, too, if you wanted to, like, um, keep it kind of low-fire or whatever. Um, Staples and Avery make these little, like, label sticker things that turn out to be, like, the perfect size to make, like, Polaroid stickers. So I've been um, using these to make these, like, Polaroid-based-looking sticker things. And it's pretty cheap to do them. I think uh, what was the model number of it here? It's the uh, it's the label size uh, three and one third by four inch, and it's the Avery fifty one sixty four eighty one sixty four. If uh, if you want to like mess with those, and I've just been printing these off in the laser printer, and they're pretty cool.
0: This site is one from the Bay Area. It's like a bunch of left behind uh, photo booth photos. It's been like bound as like a cool zine. Some of y'all know uh, it's Jaya. Uh, his at handle I don't know. I just type in his name, but it's spelled J A Y A B H A T. Does somebody somebody can post his at handle? I don't. I didn't see him come in, but he did this cool zine. It's in a prescription bottle, and then it says, "It the prescriber is Doctor Land." It says it's required. Take two Polaroids three times a day, and then <laughs> nice. you and then you open the zine, and then inside the cover is the the Brian vaxed, and you can see it's so y'all. If you have a cool package, you have a cool idea. People pay five to ten dollars for just about anything, and this is remarkable. He's got just a mix of these zines that's rolled, it's hard for me to flip it and show y'all, but he's got some like different quad ticks and diptychs and just cool things. He's got um, so there's all kinds of cool ways you can put together zines that they don't have to be a hardback book that costs twenty dollars. Some of the best things are you know, kind of smaller ones that are this is one
1: so if you're wondering what to do with your old the uh, antidepressant bottles or old film canisters, there you go
0: It's <laughs> a cool one the, this year, uh, the swap meet there was a lot of really cool at, at Bay Area, there was a lot of really cool stuff, that first year was good but obviously I think a lot of people were scared, scared off for the right reason, you know um, But this year, this year was a really cool Bay Area uh, swap meet, um, oh, and that, that thing at Parkside. And and back to like some people were messaging and doing feedback, and I understand it. And if you're watching, I understand your feedback. Some people said we need to have it like a bigger space. One person said we need to have it at the convention center hotel, but but again, I think some people are misreading what we're doing here. Uh, I don't want it at a convention center hotel. That is the last place I would ever host a Policon. Uh, I want it at a venue where people can eat and have food or coffee and where there is cool backgrounds that are natural, like walls covered in stickers, which rubber gloves in Bay Area, uh, the parks I'd have, you know, different backgrounds that are just natural painted walls, interior and exterior that looks good. I want a place, place that feels comfortable where people can kind of spread out and kind of feel themselves. And, and it, I don't feel that way to convince in a hotel. Sorry.
1: Well, speaking of those walls <laughs> is um, – are we going to get to go to Norman Roscoe again? Or is is that that a, a no-go anymore?
0: I mean, there will be something that happens there. Some of y'all know Norman Roscoe. The first two years, every part of Policon Saturday was held there, including the first year we had our after party there. We had a concert there off the square. People had to go in through the back door. It was pretty cool and clandestine. Um, but we they print our T-shirts and some of the times our stickers. Um, they've done uh, all of our t-shirts since the very first year. Um, this year might, we might have another company who helps do some things, so we can have like our logo on some koozies and other things. But uh, Norman Roscoe will be a part. And yes, upstairs, you're not really supposed to have any people up there, but there is like this legendary wall that's so used legendary. for for wedding, wedding portraits and band portraits. It's been, I mean, it's it's legendary. It's this pop like marked wall with different textures and like the plasters kind of ripped off.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like some lath and plaster. And I think there's some, like some brick there and stuff too. And it's just like, it's, it's just so derelict and gorgeous. And especially with like the big bay windows that they have there. And you get that, like the light in there with without great natural light. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there we will be around the square again. For those who haven't been to Denton, all of what we do takes place within point nine miles walkable of this downtown, you know, picturesque square. And we will incorporate a couple of places on the square this year that we haven't in the past. But yeah, there will be something at Norman Roscoe. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be eight by tens upstairs where people have to, because we can't have too many people there at once. And sometimes, one time we had a workshop and. I had said, hey, we can't have more than five people up there at once because the owner, they kind of told us we shouldn't have any people up there. I might shouldn't be talking about this. Long story short, somehow I got a text, and, like, the people were like, hey, we see – and there were, like, a bunch of people upstairs. And, like, I was like, we got to get people down. So, like, we will incorporate up there, but it will probably be, like, we'll have to limit – we always have to limit how many people go up there. And we we have to be very careful because, again, I don't want want this to feel like a stressed-out, like, rules-heavy – like, you got to do what we say kind of thing. But also, like, we need to respect these host venues. They're, they're loving us. How we've done what we've done and grown is that, you know, in Denton, we are able to do... We, we operated for the first five years with a budget of zero. We we work with host venues that let us go into their places for free. And we have to sometimes kind of keep those capacities to workshops or sessions. But um, it'll it'll be great this year because everything's opening back up. Of course, numbers are down. Uh, all of our venues are already secured. <laughs> so like none of the stress for me is is there. I'm ready to start start planning. So anyone who's thinking about coming who might want to present even or if you want to spot if it's the zines and things, spot me, message message. it's comes well DM or DM me um, and, and we'll make sure you're set up.
1: Well, I, I definitely want to spot in the zines and things and we'll, we'll talk more about a, in. a podcast episode. The podcast,
0: the podcast is perfect and easy and Uh, we, it'd be perfect to do the, the state of the state of the emulsion address. It'd be perfect to do that again.
1: Yeah. And 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 if if you want to help doing that live, I can, I can help you out with that too.
0: You know, the goal with that was that the first, I guess it worked out three years in a row, four years in a row, three years in a row. The goal was to have all of the presenters who were there still, who didn't have to leave or go back to have them all sit in and talk about like what they like about film that year, what they don't like, you know, kind of the, the state of the emulsion, you know, and just to be honest, you know, some cases it gets real dark and some, some years it's real positive. And, you know, we were a couple of years, it was dark. And I think this last two, it's been, it's been pretty positive.
1: That's totally fair. Shit gets weird sometimes.
0: It does. Like, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been an odd couple of years, but you know, it, it feels like things are starting to um, to open up again and be a bit safe. So um, I'm really looking forward to hitting up Denton um, this this summer. And, I, dude, I appreciate you hanging out here, and I appreciate yeah, you awesome. so much too. Like, you know, it's it's been great, you know, Thanks getting to know me. you and like you know, you know, becoming homies and uh, just the whole Instant Film Society fam. I hope everyone listening here. That hasn't experienced it yet gets a chance to uh, come out and experience it and and be part of uh, the magic of uh, the Instant Film Society.
0: Please come out, join us, and May May seventh. Thank you for this opportunity, May seventh, Edwin Landay. Hashtag Edwin Landay, and I will use the alternate Papa Landay. I like
1: it. Awesome. Well, I think you should go grab some food. So I'm going to have Mr. Mocha walk us out here. Um, but thank you again so much for hanging out with me and, uh, thank thank you for having me anytime, man. And thank you everyone for like, uh, tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, next week I'm going to be chatting with, uh, Cam Sloan. He's a Vancouver photographer here and, uh, we're going to actually be doing that in the studio here. So it'll be a little bit different. So next week should be a fun one too. So thanks again, Daniel. And I will see you in September. Bye everybody. All right. Cheers, man.